Hello and welcome back to the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. I'm your host and health coach, Ellie Rome. So in this episode, you guys, I'm so excited to share with you an interview I had with Jennifer Pickering. Jennifer was one of my six-week gut healing protocol coaching clients. This is a one-on-one program I do for six weeks for people who are having a lot of gut issues. And Jennifer was experiencing debilitating IBS, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, acid reflux. And these symptoms were just getting so much worse to the point where she was having to miss work, that she wasn't sleeping through the night and had gotten to a point where she was seeing GI specialists. She was seeing doctors and just was not finding relief and did not want to live on medications for the rest of her life. So I'm friends with her brother and he referred her to me. We worked together for six weeks and her transformation was incredible. So I wanted to have her on here to share her journey and to offer you tools, the tools that we used during her time that she could shift her diet, shift her lifestyle to support, to support her gut and heal. And just that she has her life back, that she's not having to spend so much energy worrying about IBS, worrying about going out to dinner and having to leave afterwards because she's got to run to the bathroom. It's like so much, so many things that we start to normalize. You know, I see people every single day with gut issues that come and it's been, they've had them for a long time and have had them since childhood, but always thought that that was just the way things were, that they were just going to live on Imodium and Tums and Pepto. And coming to realize that there's just certain trigger foods that if they would have removed, that they would have had a massive relief of symptoms. My sister's one of these people. I'm one of these people. And so figuring out your trigger foods is so huge. And we talk about this, that in this episode. And if you need help, reach out. You do not have to do this alone. It is not easy to do by yourself. I didn't do it by myself. And to watch people heal so quickly when they have the right tools and they do things in the right order and have a gut supplement protocol in place that can really help facilitate that healing is just so powerful. So if you're needing help or you know somebody that's having gut issues or acid reflux or having IBS, constipation, diarrhea, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, or any other gut issues to definitely reach out for help or take action. Don't wait till they get so bad where you absolutely have to take action. You know, it's so much easier to heal from a state that when you first start seeing the symptoms versus waiting until you have to absolutely act. So take action today, whether it's with me, whether it's with another coach or just starting to shift your diet based on what you learned today, do something. You can reach out to me for a free strategy session. Email me at ellie at mindfulbelly.com or you can set up a session using the link in the show notes. Also, before we begin, I just want to share about the upcoming 21 day reset that is starting in January, January 11th. You guys, these resets are like, they light me up so much. It's my favorite thing to do. And it is a group program. I lead it about four times a year, 21 days of nutrition and mindful eating coaching with me. And then on top of that, you get bonus daily live fitness workouts with me and some guest expert trainers, daily live meditations, guest expert speakers come and do workshops for us during these 21 days. And also being part of an amazing community of people that are resetting together that want to be healthy, that want to lose weight, feel good in their bodies, confident in their bodies, and in their food choices. And it's game-changing to have this supportive community of people that are cheering you on and helping you if you feel stuck. If you're looking to reset for the new year, break through cravings, and just feel amazing in your body, consider the reset. You can sign up at mindfulbelly.com backslash 21dayreset. All right, now for the show. Hi, Jen. Thanks for coming to the show. Thanks for having me. 
Yes. I'm so excited for people to be able to hear your experience, what you went through um, and our coaching journey together. So yeah, to start off with, I would just love to ask you, you know, if you could share just a little bit about yourself. Okay. Yeah. So I am uh, 26 years old. I live uh, just south of Austin, Texas. I work in sales. I am a wife and a cat mom to two kitties. I started with Ellie a couple of months back. Um, she is friends with my brother and my parents, and um, she really helped me a lot. So I'm excited to talk about what we went through together and how you helped me and all that. Awesome. Thank you. And so, yeah, what made you reach out to me and seek coaching? So I was experiencing a lot of uh, GI issues. I would wake up every morning at like 3, 4 a.m. feeling nauseous and have to run to the bathroom and throw up. And um, I was having, you know, diarrhea and urgency and that stuff too. I actually had to miss work for a couple of weeks. It was so bad. Um, and I just wasn't getting good answers from my GI doctor. I wasn't, not answers that I felt good about for myself, I guess, um, you know, whenever you're experiencing that level of inflammation and that level of struggle, it's, you know, you kind of want to do the right thing to get better. And I think that starts with nutrition. Um, I think I answered your question. I hope I answered it enough. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So experiencing GI issues, feeling nauseous, throwing up, having diarrhea and urgency every morning when you wake up having to miss days of work. And I'm curious, so your experience, I know there was some frustration around your, your experience with your doctors and, and what was, yeah, what were they telling you? What were they trying to do for you? So when I first initially um, started working with a GI doctor, everything was a FaceTime appointment due to COVID um, with, which just kind of felt weird for me because I was so very sick for already. I think I, it was, I was already really sick for two weeks. I had one trip to the ER cause I couldn't keep food down for over two weeks. Um, so I felt, you know, ER recommended I go to see a GI doctor and I did. And their sense of urgency was not matching up with my sense of urgency for finding a fix for it. And so it started with a bunch of testing, you know, you're trying to rule out things like parasites things like Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, that sort of thing. So it started with an ultrasound and then they didn't find anything. So then it went to a, a fecal matter test kit that I sent back up to New Jersey or wherever. And um, after that, we still didn't have any answers. So he decided to do a endoscopy and colonoscopy. And unfortunately we weren't able to schedule that for about two weeks because of his availability. And when he did that, he found, you know, small things like a, he found a small hernia, which could have been causing some of my nausea and reflux and that sort of thing. And um, after the colonoscopy, the recommendation was to start a high fiber diet. And that was kind of the only recommendation um, and no prescriptions except for a PPI which basically just makes your stomach acid so diluted and um, lowers the pH so you don't have reflux as bad. But 
that was only a small piece of my issues at the time and probably the smallest piece of my issues. You know, I was trying to go through just one single day without throwing up 15 times before work and that sort of thing. So I just still wasn't feeling satisfied with the direction I was given for the diet and the PPI as well. Gosh, that must've been so hard. Like I cannot imagine throwing up. Yeah, especially because I was in such a emaciated state and then I had to go and do a colonoscopy and the prep work for that is not fun at all. I could barely even drink what they gave me in order to have the colonoscopy. So that was a huge struggle as well. Um, and, you know, I'm just the type of person that doesn't want to take a prescription for the rest of my life and act like it's fixed. I wanted to fix it from the inside, which is why I sought your help, I guess. Yeah. And just before we kind of dive into the actual work we did together, what, how long had these symptoms been going on? So I know it got severe, like towards the last couple of weeks, but how long did, have you been experiencing digestive issues? I would say probably since adolescence, I had some sort of digestive issues. Like if I just always had what I considered to be a sensitive stomach, you know, uh, eating out at restaurants would trigger me a lot of times, I guess, because they cook with so much butter and that sort of thing. Um, And I've always kind of had some underlying digestive issues. But the serious issues that I faced this year, it was going on for about six weeks before we got started. Okay. Yeah. So I think this is really important for people to know just because these kind of like huge symptoms don't usually start right away. It's typically like, like there's signs beforehand that things are going on. And then a lot of times it just gets to this tipping point and then it's like a huge flare. And I see Yeah, that- definitely. And it was kind of almost a joke between my husband and I, I guess it kind of, you know, like we would go out to restaurants and I'd say, "Oop, I have IBS, I need to go to the bathroom, you know, and it kind of started out as a joke, but it's kind of funny now that looking back that it was serious and that it it was coming from something that I was seriously suffering with. Um, And, and yeah, I guess that's kind of. Yeah. And so that's so good to notice for people listening. Like if you are experiencing IBS, like this isn't normal. And a lot of people normalize it because it's their normal, but like mm-hmm. it's absolutely not normal and it's, and it's fixable. And absolutely. Yeah. And what do you think it means for you when you're not like having to think about IBS? It means a lot. And, you know, it's, I think about it in such a different way as some something that I don't just have to trudge through that I can actually fix it and that I don't always have to have an upset stomach after I eat dinner. You know, I don't always have to come straight home after we go out to dinner with friends. If I eat smart and eat well, then my body won't be suffering because of it. So that's a good feeling to know exactly what to do in order for my body to not have any sort of episode. Yes. Oh, thank you for that. And so I guess, so starting working together, what, what were you thinking? Like what was going through your mind before our first session? Were you nervous? Like what was, what were you thinking? Honestly, I was so afraid that you would have me go vegan. Cause I knew that I could not just eat vegetables. <laughs> 
Um, but I was really excited because one main thing I, whenever I realized I needed to make some serious diet changes is that I didn't want my family members, like my parents or my husband to be my accountability coach. I didn't want to put that on them. It, it's not up to them to tell me what I can and can't eat. And it felt really good to have a professional help me through everything. There's a lot of questions out there and there's so many varying things online. It's daunting and it's really scary at times, <clears throat> but it felt really good to just have a professional to go to someone on my side, not, you know, uh, making a ton of money off of me, not getting better. Like sometimes people in the medical field can, you know, benefit from me not being hundred percent all the time. It was someone who's truly an advocate for me, which I think was awesome. Oh, I love that. Thank you of framing it in that way. And so, so once we started, we had our first call and you realized that wasn't going to make you eat vegan. That absolutely <laughs> not. Um, what, how did you feel like we talked a lot about like certain foods that you were going to have to kind of give up. These are your favorite foods. So can you talk a little bit about what you were eating at the time before we worked together? Yeah, so before we worked together, hang on, let me take a drink. Oh, that's okay. Okay, so before we worked together, I was eating a lot of cheese at least once a day in one way or another. Sometimes I would just eat cheese plain. Sometimes I would have charcuterie boards, stuff like that. So I was eating a lot of cheese and a lot of carbs, to be honest, as well. Um, and a good amount of fried food. Um, probably once a week fried food and then pretty carb and cheese heavy just all together like we would do fajitas multiple times a week and chicken parmesan stuff like that were some of my favorites um, and I just wasn't paying attention to the idea that grains could be causing my issue and the idea that um, cheese could also be following it. Cause especially since I got sick, I wasn't able to eat very much. So I'd eat, you know, grilled cheese and stuff like that, that people say is good for you when you're sick. And that ended up being probably one of my main triggers is the cheese and bread combo. Yes. And I was eating a good amount of meat too, but it was usually always with cheese, bread or fried. So it was never just like a good steak or anything like that. Yes. So this is, I'm glad for, for people who are listening, like some of the main triggers that we wanted to get out of Jen's diet were gluten, grains, and dairy. Those three are major triggers for the gut, especially if you have a, if you're having issues, like those are absolutely need to get out um, until you, maybe you can reintroduce after you heal and have a really powerful gut, but that takes a lot of time. So um, those were three definite things we had to get out. And what with cheese so a lot of people listening who love cheese like cheese is addictive and so is bread so they both have I've, i think we've, we've talked about this jen they both have these compounds in them called casomorphins and then gluteomorphins and these act like morphine on the brain they are act like opioids so they feel good when you eat them and they have withdrawal symptoms when you don't eat them and you crave them and so this for a lot of people, cheese is very, very addictive. So how did you, how did you succeed? How did you break through not eating cheese every day? Um, you know, I actually would focus a lot on um, being full in 
not because usually whenever I would come home from work after a stressful day my favorite thing to do would be just like have some cheese and crackers or cheese and salami or something like that and kind of wind down and so instead of doing that I would get home and immediately start cooking something that was filling like steak or something like that and focusing on staying full with other things and then that way you don't think of cheese and it kind of wasn't too hard for me because I was in such a bad place when we first started I was willing to do anything to get better so after I got through the first initial two weeks um, I started doing things like say I'm having tacos instead of putting cheese on my taco I would add cilantro or onions or something else equally good equally as flavorful just something that wasn't a trigger for me and I did try some um, cheese alternatives that were good as well like the diet cheeses and that sort of thing and those were good too um, but honestly I ended up doing a lot better with just replacing cheese with something else with a vegetable or a garnish or something like that um, and then another thing that was good for me was since I already liked having charcuterie boards and, you know, salami and that sort of thing, just leaving out the cheese and just focusing on having like a good organic salami or um, sausage or something like that. So that was good too. Awesome. Yes. So I took you through my gut healing protocol and with this, it evolves as we go, right? So we figure out get out a lot of the commonly problematic food triggers. And then we're watching and listening to your body. Like what, what other things might be triggering you, or maybe in time you can add some of these back in, but it's very much, it's an exploration. And so with that initial protocol, we got off a lot of things like gluten, grains, dairy. So what do you think, I guess, helped you make that sustainable as far as like we went through a lot of swaps and like making it not feel depriving. So we found a lot of really good swaps. Um, we found grain-free chips, which worked really well for me. Um, I actually keep like multiple bags of those on hands now or on hand now, um, especially the lime flavored chips that are really good. The grain-free ones, those are awesome. And um, I think incorporating some little swaps like that with things I already really enjoyed, like chips and guac, I would just replace it with the grain-free option. And it was just as good, just as flavorful. So, you know, now I don't ever have the urge to reach for the really fried chips or Doritos or that sort of thing. Um, and it's, I didn't really have to go too far outside of my comfort zone. If I didn't like things, I wouldn't force myself to eat them. So I would just embrace the things that I do really like, like tacos and guac and just find good ways to, you know, not irritate my gut with really fried chips or Cheetos and that sort of thing. And there's a lot of really good products out there now that are gluten-free and dairy-free. So it really wasn't too bad. I feel bad for people that had to go through this before we got Whole Foods and all that stuff because there are so many good things out there. You just need someone to help you and show you what they are. Yeah. And for as far as like sweet cravings, so sweet and sweets and carbs, like how did you, what was your experience on like kind of getting off of a lot of sugar and carbs? Yeah. So I was, I had a pretty serious like energy drink addiction. Um, so simple swaps for that 
we're just like teas now I'm big into teas I have probably a glass of tea a day um and then they have some good organic not heavily uh sugared down energy drinks I enjoyed those and then um I also was pretty addicted to Coca-Cola and Dr. Pepper and all that as well so so swapping that out with Waterloo or some sparkling waters was really good for me um I was also pretty addicted to candy and you know gummies were my favorite um and then I just started doing you know more savory things like I would have almonds and stuff um I really didn't get into dried fruit as much as I thought I would but I did really enjoy like dark chocolate almonds that kind of helped fix that nighttime urge to have like you know M&Ms and popcorn or some of those other things I used to eat a lot of yeah and for I guess how quickly are like how quickly did you see kind of results from like sugar cravings going down I would say probably after the first week I noticed a lot of differences just mostly like uh I always kind of felt like I had, you know, a runny nose or like I was about to get sick. And as soon as I stopped eating sugar after the first week or two, I noticed that went away completely. So that kind of was an immediate effect of not having sugar. Um, after two weeks, though, I really didn't even think about it anymore. Um, it wasn't, you know, there are some days where I'm like, oh, I wish I could just have a bowl of ice cream or something. But um I think definitely keeping some alternatives on hand so that you're not tempted to go out and go get a milkshake or something. So keeping dairy-free ice cream on hand was really good for me whenever I did have those like late at night cravings. Um, and I think I would say it probably did take two weeks to fully kick that. Yeah, and that's totally normal. And so um, just to tell listeners, I guess, that like if you are going through kind of like a sugar um, wanting to detox from sugar that it takes time but it will pass and like Jen said two weeks and feeling and then feeling really strong and how awesome that is to notice that difference in that feeling of being sick and how sugar getting off of sugar can make such an impact yeah definitely and I think too um, I would find other ways like making smoothies um, use, using frozen fruits that sort of thing helped um and just, you know, again, finding sustainable ways to cut out something. It's, I didn't want to have the mindset of, oh, when six weeks is up, I can go back to buying Starburst or anything like that. I wanted to make it long-term. So I would, I, my mindset was, you know, if I want to, I can enjoy candy or if I'm at a kid's birthday party and there's candy, I can have that. But I don't want to be you know, keeping it next to my bed and eating, you know, several Starbursts every day or, you know, having that major influx of sugar because not only it gives you the crash later, but there's so many other negative health effects that sugar causes. And, you know, just, I guess, staying strong in that I know what it'll do to my body if I do eat it, just try to keep that in mind as well. Yes. And I love this smoothie idea and the, and the frozen fruit. And it's like at least reaching for real food sugar if you're wanting something sweet. Yeah, and it's really easy to just throw a smoothie together. Uh, 
I just use like coconut milk and frozen fruit and it's super good. You know, a lot of places probably charge you five, $10 for it, but it's really easy to do at home and you don't even have to buy anything extra crazy. It's just frozen fruit and coconut milk, you know, yeah. or coconut water. Sorry. Oh yeah. No, I love that. Amazing. Okay. And then also I want to kind of dive into your results. So what did you experience? If we can kind of take it, like you were experiencing horrible IBS urgency. Like when did you see shifts start to happen? Yeah. So definitely after the first week I was feeling better, but I was still having symptoms, um, which is not abnormal. And I guess in today's world, you always expect everything to be immediate, but it did take a couple of weeks for the symptoms to slow down. Um, and then it, each week it seemed to just be getting better. Like I maybe just would have two or three bad days by my second week, by my third week, it was maybe one or two. Um, there was one week that I kind of was set back cause I was under a lot of stress, um, which was a good sign for us to see, Hey, stress can be just as big of a trigger as eating bad foods, especially cause I had gone through, I think it was like four weeks of healing before I had a really stressful week. So, um, it was really good to have you for that week because you implemented a lot of things like breathing techniques, you know, taking walks, treating yourself, not being upset with yourself for still having these reactions. Cause at the end of the day, you can't control every part of your life. You know, you can control how, what you put into your body, but you can't control outside stresses. So learning to cope with those helped a lot because then by my fifth, six weeks, I was doing a lot better. Um, and now I have not thrown up in probably three weeks, I think. Um, my urgency is a lot less. I'm not even rushing to the bathroom in the mornings like I was doing for months. Um, since the start of when I initially got sick, I've lost almost 50 pounds. And since working with you, I had lost a total of 18 pounds. So you know, you're seeing a lot of weight loss, which is good. My joints hurt less. Um, there's just been a lot of really positive changes. Yes, I love this so much. This is huge. So going from like throwing up, having extreme urgency to get three weeks without throwing up is huge. And that's so quick. Like six weeks is such a short period of time. And I haven't. Yeah. And I had set myself up for this situation it took years probably of not eating right to set myself up so to just to know that six weeks um made such a big difference is awesome yeah and I love that you mentioned the stress piece and I really want to highlight that um Jen went through a lot during this time so we have the holidays so she had to go through Thanksgiving her birthday was during this work together <laughs> and then she's also was transitioning out of a job so it was very toxic job and having to leave that um, and find a new job is probably one of the I can only imagine being one of the most stressful times yeah definitely it was like it was definitely one of the most stressful times I had had but you know just having a good support system and having you there to help me through it was really awesome um just to teach me sort of rationalize my stress and fears. Um, something we used to do together that was really helpful was 
just talking through situations like, okay, really, what's the worst thing that can happen in this situation and rationalizing things so that you don't feel like you're just, you know, completely overwhelmed by any one situation. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes just talking it out, getting it out of the brain, which wants to like create stories and loops and realizing that it's, yeah, it's not as scary as it may seem. Yeah. And yeah, you did so well using the breath techniques and, and I just want to highlight that too, that this like coaching, did you think it was going to involve things like that? Like actual stress management, like more like counseling elements? Um, not as much. I'm excited that it did though, because I've always kind of struggled with coping with anxiety. Um, and yeah, a lot of the things that we talked about, you gave me some good tools to use in the future and, you know, it's, your services aren't just strictly nutrition. It's awesome that you're able to help with other things like stress and workout plans and all that kind of thing, just kind of making it easier to stick to diets because you're not experiencing tons of stress in other areas of your life. Cause you know, it's really hard whenever you're going to work all day and then you come home and then you're having to learn how to cook all these new things. So you really helped work through all of those kind of hurdles that you experience when you're first doing a big diet. Yes. Oh, thank you for highlighting that. And I think that's really important for people to know that, yeah, being able to manage stress is a, a huge key to success when you're changing your diet because it is stressful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's so much newness and too much newness at any given time can cause more stress on you. So it was good to have a bunch of assistance with all that and helping with meal plans and all that sort of thing yes and do you feel like well I it was also really cool to see not I guess cool might not be the right word but um just yeah the impact of how like directly affect the gut the stress like the certain days that you were very heightened stress with the job there was a direct like correlation with having a spell having a digestive flare. Yeah, definitely. Which I've actually kind of always had that issue. Like I used to do dance in high school and, you know, right before a big performance or a competition, I would, you know, get really nauseous and maybe throw up or something, which has continued into my adult life in some ways too. So it's kind of interesting to see that, you know, stress can cause your body to have physical reactions and not just, you know, sometimes you get a headache or something like that. It is associated directly with your gut. Absolutely. So yeah, I hope everyone listening, realizing that if you, if you feel like you have gut issues and leaky gut, like assessing that as well. So sometimes it's only people only focus on that nutrition piece and are missing that there's unresolved trauma in their life. Um, There have a lot of external stressors and it's trying to go, 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 go. And so realizing to that needs to be addressed in order to have that healthy gut integrity and to really feel your best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, Jen. So just to, to wrap up, what were your biggest, Oh, I did want to ask you this. What were your biggest challenges you think during our time together? Um, our biggest challenges, I think, I would definitely say, results are not immediate you know if you eat healthy for one day the next morning you could still wake up and be sick so that was hard there were a few mornings where I felt like oh my gosh nothing is working but you just have to stick through it 
and keep in mind that you're fueling your body in the healthiest way possible whenever you eat paleo and eat meat and eat vegetables and to just trust the process because it, it is kind of difficult in the beginning definitely when when you're still kind of sick I would also say too um, biggest challenges you don't really realize how I guess I'll frame it like this. When you cook at home, you know exactly what you're putting into everything. It was pretty challenging to know that I couldn't trust restaurants. Even if I said no cheese on this burger or whatever, they could still put cheese in. And I actually did have a few days where I had a really bad reaction to a lettuce burger that had cheese in it that I didn't realize. So I would say that was a big challenge too, is not only bouncing back from a setback that wasn't intentional, but also just being really, really careful and just maybe opting to eat at home instead of going out to eat because really you don't know what other people are going to put in your food. Um, and in, especially in the early stages of healing your gut, even tiny amounts of cheese or gluten would have caused me to have really negative reactions like throwing up again. So um, that was a challenge. And then if you do have a setback, especially if it wasn't intentional, just bouncing back from it and being positive and saying, hey, now I know, you know, now I learned a lesson and we're going to move on from that and it's going to get better. So that's so helpful. Yes. And then also, I know you, we had like a, I think you had, um, was it a holiday party? Um, yes speak to that and how you did so well at it and what helped you do well at it yeah so you know at holiday parties my initial I would have immediately gone and gotten whatever cocktail they were serving usually it's like a punch or a sangria or a wine um and it's always kind of your security blanket to have a drink in your hand so I guess switching from going from a cocktail just to water um, and I was happy to do that because, you know, at that stage in my healing, I was not in any place to have any alcohol whatsoever. So it wasn't too hard for me to, you know, grab a water. Um, luckily at this party I was at, they had fresh fruit. So you could add some fruit to your water and kind of make it look like a cocktail. And then no one really questions you. Um, and then honestly, we were looking around, my husband and I, he was super supportive during all this. And he uh, kind of was partaking in the diet with me. And we kind of looked around and I was like, some of this stuff looks really good, but I just didn't, you know, feel good about it. And luckily we had eaten before. And then I just decided I'm going to go home and make something really good whenever I get home. So we kind of stuck to it. We stayed pretty late. Um, and then when we got home, I made some really good steak tacos. <laughs> I made uh, with the siete tortillas and it was really good. And just knowing like you can still go out and have fun. And we got all of our socializing in. And I don't think anything, anything about our evening was taken away because we were eating clean and not having alcohol. You know, we were still able to have just as much fun. Um, eating before and then eating directly after was really helpful for me because usually after a party like that, we might be tempted to go to Whataburger or go get tacos from a food truck or something like that. But no, you can go home and make your own tacos and they're just as good and you know what's going into them. And I didn't wake up the next day feeling sick. I wasn't hungover. It was fun. <laughs> 
Plus, oh, I love this. So quick recap. So she ate before. So she wasn't starving when she got to the party. Um, I love that idea of putting the berries in your in your water. That's amazing. Um, yeah. That's such a good idea. And then, yeah, I love that. Like something planning that food after or something, even if you don't want to cook after, like to have something ready for you at home to look forward to. So it's like, I know I'm going to go get this once I get home, whether that's a, like a paleo dessert or um, like the tacos. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, another option is bringing something that you've prepared to the party, like a guacamole or something like that. That would have been helpful um just kind of being more prepared and if people are asking just you know you can be honest with them and just say hey I'm trying a new diet and then usually they kind of leave you alone it doesn't have to be like a huge point of contention (laughs) yes oh thank you for saying that too I think that's a fear for a lot of people that they're going to be like judged and yeah (gasps) especially now I think people stigmatize people who are gluten-free or dairy-free for a ton of different reasons. And um, I think just embrace it. And just, if someone has something negative to say, then it's probably just because they're jealous. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Yes. Do what is best for you. This is awesome. And so what do you feel like for, as far as support and accountability, how do you think that helped you over this period of time? It helped a lot, especially because it's, you know, inevitably some resentment can build up if you are relying on a partner to hold you accountable for eating. Um, And like I said, that I just didn't want that to be a point of contention between my husband and I. And I think just having someone that knows everything about dieting and what works, what heals your gut, there's not any questions. And if I did have questions, you had answers immediately for me. Like, you know, there's some times where I was like, oh, what if I went to Mod Pizza and I got the cauliflower crust there, the gluten-free crust there? And you would say, oh no, you know, unfortunately there's cheese in that. You need to be careful with having their crust for this reason. So it was good to always have that resource, um, especially 24 seven. Uh, was really helpful and you also suggested a lot of really great vitamins and supplements to support what we were working through and I think those helped tremendously especially um, some of the GI support vitamins you recommended Um, and then if there were really bad days you suggested using like aloe vera juice and I've been putting that in smoothies which makes it a lot better than just having it plain because it kind of has a funny flavor but just you already had all these answers for me and if you didn't know something you know you found out for me and even when we were working through weaning off my PPIs it was kind of it's just you know when a doctor says this is this will help you and then learning hey this isn't really necessarily good because my food isn't digesting all the way and it's causing me to have more issues so having your help with weaning off of that and then sending me videos to support that was amazing because you helped me understand from a more um I guess holistic approach to some of these issues or like really early whenever I was super nauseous and I needed to get out the door to go to work you would say hey try the peppermint oil so it just really helped having you know uh sort of like an army of information and 
products that would help me feel better without having to take medication. Thank you so much, Jen. And I think it's, where are you at on your PPI right now? Um, getting off the acid reflux? Yeah. yeah, so I stopped taking that two weeks ago and I don't take it at all anymore and I don't need to take it. I actually was uh, diagnosed with the hiatal hernia, which causes reflux really badly. But since starting this diet and weaning off the PPI, I don't have reflux anymore at all. Um, and it's likely due to not having sugar and that sort of thing. So it's much better, I would say. Yes. And so many people suffer with acid reflux. So just really quick to point out, like y'all, most times the reason for acid reflux is not because there's too much stomach acid. It's often the opposite. There's too low stomach acid and that causes a little sphincter in your, in your esophagus to open up and allow gastric juices to get up there. And so, because the pH isn't low enough. So, but then what do PPIs do? They just completely suppress your stomach acid, which is like the opposite of what you need. So it'll give you relief, but it's not actually what is needed. And then you're not digesting your food well, you're not absorbing nutrients. So it causes a lot of issues. So if you're on PPIs and you need help, reach out or at least um, take that into consideration and talk to your doctor. And there was a lot of times when I would be on the PPI and I would wake up the next morning and be having an episode and I would vomit like full food. Like I would vomit, uh, like if I had barbecue that, you know, and it wasn't getting digested at all whenever I was taking that medicine. So I knew that something was wrong. And I think listening to your body is really important too, because, you know, if you're vomiting up food the next day after, you know, 15, 16 hours, and that's like that's not normal so being able to rely on you for some of those uh, resources was awesome thanks Jen. this is so helpful and so to wrap up what are you most proud of yourself for I'm most proud of myself for I think finally making good decisions for my body because I feel so much better and I would have to do diets you know I would eat healthy for a week and just have Chipotle instead of having, you know, Whataburger. And that's not really eating healthy because I was still having cheese. I was still having a lot of dairy. So learning how to really diet and diet well for myself and putting myself first as far as food went, I think I'm most proud of myself for sticking to it. Yes, as you should be, because you did amazing. <laughs> and <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And what were your biggest takeaways from our time together? Um, probably just that, you know, there's so many bad diets out there and biggest takeaways are that, you know, just going back to basics and eating paleo and eating meat and vegetables is really good for you and can help your body in so many ways. And, um, also, you know, doctors are here for a reason and there are some really amazing doctors out, out there, but they're not the end all be all. You can find other ways to get good results. And I think focusing on nutrition and your diet is just setting the baseline to have a healthy life and a healthy lifestyle. Yes, awesome. Okay, very last question. Um, for someone else who may be struggling with similar gut issues or their sugar cravings or health issues, what would you tell them about investing in health coaching? Well, I would say, you know, 
once you put a monetary investment up to something, you are just that much more serious about it. So it, once you get serious about something, just really commit to it. And um, I would say that I am just not equipped to make these kinds of decisions. You know, I didn't know a ton about nutrition. So that's why I wanted to use you and um, just realizing that and you're not any, you know, less informed or dumber than the next person, but it's just that sometimes you need professional help and um, it's important to take a look at yourself and say, hey, I need professional help, just like people need therapy for their mental health. People need coaches and nutritionists for their nutritional health as well. Yes. Awesome, Jen. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience and being vulnerable and, and, and coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for all your help. You helped me through a lot. And yeah, I'd highly recommend anyone with GI issues or if you're just feeling like, gosh, I can't kick this sugar addiction because I had that too. And, you know, even though I came to you for GI issues, you helped me in a hundred other areas in my life as well. So I'm really thankful for our time together. Oh, thank you. All right.